Welcome to Life on Earth podcast. Hello, listeners. Hello, community, tribe. Thank you for being here and sharing space with me. I am super excited to talk to and share this conversation that I had with Miss Tarini and Roxanne de Souza and Tarini Menezes. They are graduates of Shanti Yoga Training School and they are in India. This episode is very dear to my heart because we talk about the things that we can do as a community to step up and to assist India, a country that has given so much to so many of us in the yoga world, but also as global citizens. These ladies are quite fantastic. They are 500-hour yoga teachers. They are graduates of Shanti Yoga Training School. We talk about charity work. We talk about giving back. We talk about what yoga means to us today. We talk about their experience in India. We talk about the pandemic. We talk about this phase two of the situation of the COVID that they're experiencing in India at the moment and the many ways that they are asking us to consider our thoughts, our good deeds, and what can we do as a community, again, to step up to heal the planet and all of us that have been through so much. So there's lots of beautiful insights in this conversation. I am excited to have them on Life on Earth podcast. I'm excited to have you here with me today, Life on Earth listener. Follow us on Apple Podcasts if you haven't already. Please rate and give the show an excellent review. It goes a long way. Share the show with someone you love. Share this episode with someone that you feel that can benefit and that it will be enhancing for them as well. This episode is brought to you by our one and only, the beloved Shanti Yoga Training School. We offer online programs, shantiyogatrainingschool.com. Check out our 200-hour online programs, 300-hour. And at the moment, we also have some starting back and having some in-person trainings as well as other online courses that we offer on our platform. I hope to connect with you soon. Once again, thank you for being here, for sharing space. I'm sending you so much love and so much peace and beauty to wherever you are in this beautiful planet. Without further ado, here is Miss Tarini and Miss Roxanne. Welcome to Life on Earth, the Peace Project. A podcast that teaches you how to connect with the divine and transform darkness into light through topics from yoga to nature and ultimately love. Join your host, Natalie Kwa, to celebrate and encourage diversity, peace and global equality, one earthling at a time. Welcome to Life on Earth podcast. I'm so excited to be here today with Tarini and Roxanne. Welcome, ladies. Straight from Hi, India. Natalie. Hi. Hi, Tarini. Hi, Natalie. Hi. Straight, straight from India. It's exciting to have you guys for us to connect in different parts of the globe like that, I think. So I yes, like that. 
Yeah, amazing. It's amazing. I think so too. And, and I think yeah. if it wasn't for this pandemic, I would have probably never connected with you at all because I would have done the usual thing of going to a TTC in person and uh, we would have never made this connection at all. That's right. And just so everybody, the listeners that and that are tuning in right now, Tarini and Roxanne are both graduates of Shanti Yoga Training School, and we they did the course last year, and we did we got to spend some time together in live streams, and I'm so proud of them that they graduate. Both of them are 500 hour yoga teachers, and they're doing amazing. So I love today we're going to talk about a perspective of yoga in India and what's going on with the pandemic and still very much alive. And these ladies are going to give us ideas and an insight of what's going on and an ideas and how maybe we can all, not only yogis, but all everyone who wants to help can come together, even if it's just to raise awareness, to send good vibes or do what you can. We're going to start with a brief introduction of each one of you. Tell me a little bit what you do. Tell us, the community, what you do and where do you live in India and just whatever else, any of your passions that you want to share with us. Tarani, would you like to go first? Sure, sure. Thanks, Ross. So my name is Tarani and I am a yoga teacher based out of Mumbai in India. And um, I teach now exclusively online, as most of the teachers in India probably do, given the pandemic situation. Um, I teach a vinyasa class, but that's not the crux of why we're here. I think um, what led me to yoga was my high stress job that I used to have. I used to be a corporate lawyer for six years. And I decided one day that that was not for me. And that's how I left that high stress job to teach yoga and I think that that's been really helpful in a pandemic situation where I'm able to kind of not absorb but um, to allow people to let out their anxiety and their stress in a way that is maybe a bit more helpful maybe they can channel it into something else or maybe they can just allow it to dissipate a bit that's a little bit about me other than yoga I think one of my passions is rescuing animals honestly we started off with one rescue cat tried to find a house for it stayed here and six cats later they're just all staying in my house but we did manage to find homes for a few cats but yeah that's a passion of mine and other than that I love to travel unfortunately this pandemic has taken that away but um yeah we are hopefully soon great thank you and uh, Roxanne yeah, hi, I'm Roxanne. I'm from Mumbai in India. And um, yeah, I'm a yoga teacher too, teaching only online as of now. And I think it's been like this for a year and a half, almost a year and a half. And uh, yes, I think uh, what Tarani and I have in common is not only uh, the two of us are not just yoga teachers, I also rescue animals on the side. And yeah, now I have a dog and, sorry, two dogs and three cats. So yes, for mom duties. And uh, yeah, and I think yoga has definitely helped, um, especially the past year and a half. I have, I feel like it's helped with anxiety. It's helped uh, not just me. And I've, I've seen so many people practice for the first time 
online i think a lot of people have realized how it's going to benefit them as well and i'm happy to see many people even even though it's online making the effort to start their practice so i have a question for both of you is a lot of people in india practicing yoga online now yes yeah because uh, in person uh, in person classes have been opened and it's not very unless you know that your student is quarantining or is pretty safe it's not very safe to do home visits and there was a moment where stuff mm-hmm. looked like it was going to open up and then we went back into a lockdown okay and i was going to say because i have to say this that we all have yoga in common and we all rescue animals <laughs> i have that yeah. in common with you guys too cuz i do that too and uh, it's just funny cuz we the three of us have this you know very much like i mean seriously we have the, like you know this is a serious thing for us <laughs> for yeah, sure for sure but um okay so you know a lot of people are listening to the news i don't know where you're to, where you are life on earth podcast listeners right now maybe you're in europe south america maybe you're in uh united states or india but we listen to the news and we get this information everything no my god pray for india what's going on with india you know do something with india and i think that what would be really interesting now is we're not here just so everybody knows this to give you guys statistics and specific numbers and you know we didn't sit and study all this it doesn't matter you can go research you can find that we're here more to give you guys a talk with two people that are yoga teachers that are living in India that has had an experience just like I have of the pandemic last year but you guys had it in India had it here and uh, we're just going to share feelings and thoughts you know so coming back to, i think what would be interesting is if we go back to last year and say okay when the pandemic hit the world right but now let's go to india so you guys can kind of bring us through it like how did it start in india did it did it then get better and then get worse again like what's happening so i'll just let both of you take on from here yeah I kind of remember in Jan of last year um I was planning a retreat for Sri Lanka in April and I was going to do a weekend workshop in Feb or March of that year as kind of like a precursor to the retreat and when I met up with my retreat partner the host property and I was like you know I'm hearing a few cases of covid right now what do you think do you think that this is a good idea do you think that anything's going to happen here because at that point i think some parts of europe were already grappling with it and he kind of brushed off he was like that's never going to happen over here i mean one or two cases doesn't mean anything's going to happen and like two weeks later we went into a nation a nationwide lockdown that was supposed to initially last for 3 weeks but i think lasted for about two and a half months if i'm not mistaken and i think that i thought at that time that we were handling the pandemic like really well everyone was staying home everyone was distancing everyone kind of was using masks and gloves and sanitizing every piece of fruit and every vegetable that came into their house every packet was being wiped down there were like these long posts about how to sanitize how to clean how to you know be safe wash your hands while you sing happy birthday what not So we were all doing these things and then slowly we kind of let our guard down as you tend to do 
tend to get a bit comfortable in the situation that you're in. And I think cut to Jan, everything kind of opened up full scale. We are getting comfortable going out. That is Jan 2021. We are getting comfortable going out. We're happy going out. We're celebrating weddings and birthdays and anniversaries and parties and going to dinners and lunches and clubs and pubs. And wait, whatnot. wait, when was that? When was that again? In in Jan of 2021. Okay, okay. Oh, January. And, yeah, and 2021. 2021. Uh, actually, even Feb. Even yeah, in Jan, Feb. Feb. We were all, oh my we God, were so it, wait, so it got a lot better. Oh my God, better. I didn't realize it was so like drastic. Like that was not long ago. No. Wow. And then okay. I, I remember I was on holiday somewhere and I was getting a lot of flack for being on holiday. And I was like, what's everybody's problem? I'm, I mean, I've done my time. I've had COVID. I'm, I should be able to do what I want now. I'm not realizing that my choices affected everybody else as well. And everybody's sense of security more than anything. So at that point, when I came back from wherever I was, within four days, we went into a statewide lockdown. Our state went into lockdown again because the cases were uncontrollable, going like un- way worse than the first time. And the variants are apparently even worse than they were before. I haven't had it this time, thankfully. Um, so I, I don't know about that. But the variants are worse than before. Younger people are getting sick, which wasn't the case before. Children are getting sick, which wasn't the case before. Infants are getting sick, which wasn't the case before. I personally know like two pregnant women that have had it, two entire families that have had it with an infant child having it as well. So it's been quite a rough road for the state and the country. And I think at that point, we were just like, where did this avalanche come from we weren't able to kind of understand how from Jan we went to being open to two and a half months later to everything going back to square one okay so the variant that you said started back when in like March you think both of you and is and you say you think I mean saying it's like kind of stronger worse right in what ways can one of you give us examples like yeah so for yeah what I can say is from personal experience so actually Tarni and I met last in Feb when I got married and everything had like I had a huge party with my friends and uh, just a few days later I tested positive and uh, I had to tell everyone to please test themselves thankfully it was only me and my husband that tested positive this was in Feb And um, in April, he gets it again. So, and this time, now we know. But just to clarify, we're talking about 2020. 2021, now, now. Oh, now. Yes, right now. So, I think that what we had in Feb was the older virus because when the the new virus has has the capabilities of reinfecting those who have previously had COVID. So now we're hearing of people getting it for the second time. And of course, like Tarni said, it's so infectious that children are getting infected as well because in the previous year, we didn't hear of this where children and younger people were getting infected and getting so sick. We're seeing uh, deaths of people from in the age groups of like 25 to 40. And uh, it's, I mean, that's pretty scary right now. So I guess that's what they're talking about, like a very strong, inf- infectious mutant 
that is contagious and also extremely harmful extremely aggressive i mean wow that's intense and now we are almost june and how is how are things going over there right now are you so both I, in the same city yes so i do feel like so what happened this time was that we didn't go into a nationwide lockdown because the central government didn't want to do that i think they let state heads decide what they wanted to do so uh, the state that were in maharashtra i think they handled it pretty well considering it's a very populated state and the vaccine rollout has been they realized that they need to do something about it so they've been doing a pretty great job at the vaccine rollout and they're getting people above 45 vaccinated first then they're going to come into the category of 18 to 45 so they're keeping it pretty systematic and we're seeing numbers drop I would also like to say that I live very close to a hospital and I think in March and April I was hearing a siren every 5 minutes mm-hmm. every and that was really getting to me because we're talking about the whole day in between classes I can just hear sirens so I can actually feel a bit of peace and quiet and like there is at least one siren in half an hour now which yeah I hope means things are getting better yeah I hope so too. I hope things are getting better. Is there still a lot of people that are like affected right now? Yeah, just to add to what Roxy is saying, I think that our state Maharashtra is kind of peaking or plateauing at this point with the cases and hopefully soon it'll move down downward a downward trajectory, but the other states are kind of peaking now. So mm. that that problem is a bit interesting and a bit nuanced because how can you open travel bit in the country if different states are at different stages of this progression yeah uh, it just feels like everything will reset or everything will kind of go be cyclical until we're vaccinated enough or enough of us are vaccinated and because mm-hmm. we're such a large population we don't have enough vaccines for a very very wide vaccination drive So yes. I think that the problem is a little too it's kind of twofold one is that lockdowns are working so long as there's the lockdown but in that much time I feel like maybe we should up the vaccination drive and once that happens then maybe everybody will be a bit safer than before I'm a big believer in vaccines I know some people don't believe it that's your choice but mm-hmm. studies have shown that vaccinated people do not suffer as badly as if you're not vaccinated on the second the second strand you're talking about yes okay yes. the okay. second and the first and the first okay and then yeah. so let's go back you both said that last year you you caught the covid you had it yeah i had it in august of last year and it started off it kind of like creeped up on me when i wasn't aware of what was happening it was just like one day i woke up and i was just like why am i so tired today i just i'm just so tired i don't understand why i'm mm. feeling so tired and i thought maybe because i'm working too much my father was unwell he was hospitalized for a while so i thought maybe because i was helping out with that things maybe i kind of you know kind of all piled up and crashed at one point so i took a couple of days to rest and it was just hard to to breathe at that point if i walked from like 
my bedroom to my hall or my bedroom to my kitchen. I would just feel so out of breath that I was just like, this is, this feels weird. This is not normal. And I didn't think that at that point, like I would get COVID because hardly anybody was catching it at that point. Then cut to a few days later, it was my birthday and I decided I'm going to treat myself to some really yummy food. So I ordered this delicious pizza from one of the best places, blah, blah. I bite into it and I could taste nothing. And I was like, why? Like, why have they made this so badly? Obviously, nobody (laughs) thinks it's them. Uh, I was like, why is this pizza so terrible? Like this, literally, I can't taste anything. So then I gave it to my husband and I was like, can you taste anything? He's like, no. I was like, I'm definitely going to call them and complain about this crap pizza. (laughs) So then he was like, (laughs) he's like, wait, 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 wait. Can you taste something else? So we ate spaghetti. I was like, no, I can't taste this. Then I was like, okay, you know what? We need to eat an onion because I think an onion will really tell us if we can taste anything. So we both ate onion and like zero, nothing. Couldn't taste anything, couldn't smell anything. I was like, okay, now I know why I'm feeling fatigued. We both got tests done, we tested positive. He had completely different symptoms than I did. He had a fever, body ache, headache. I had fatigue, a cold, like an allergic cold reaction. I had fever for just one day. Took us about three weeks to get over it though. So it was like super lingering. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Like the, the, the symptoms are so different from one person to another, you know? What about you, Roxy? How, how did you feel? I actually, I did not think that my husband had COVID, even though he was claiming that his muscles were hurting Uh, to the point where he felt like someone was pinching them nonstop. So I just thought that he had overworked himself. And, and he, the the responsible thing that he did was he got himself tested that day because he felt like this muscle ache is different. And I think something's wrong with me. But I didn't think that. And also we're talking about the very next day after the wedding. So I was still in wedding bliss mode. But I was like, la-di-da, you know, I'm going to plan a honeymoon now. So when he told me that his body was aching, I was like, yeah, it's been four or five days of meeting people. We've been dancing, you know, it's it's that. So you just got to rest it out. But he took a test that day. And in the morning when uh, his test came, he just, I was like right beside him. And he just looked at me and he was like, I'm positive. And then I started crying. Because I I was so scared because I had met my mother the previous day and my, my mom has uh, a lot of health issues. And um, I was so scared and I was crying. And then I started calling up my family and they were telling me, calm down. I wore my mask the whole time with my mother, etc. But that was the first feeling of being so scared. Like, okay, I think I'm going to test positive too. And then that that day, I started getting a headache. I started getting muscle ache as well. I had a fever uh, for just a day. And I think on the fourth or fifth day, my sense of taste and smell went completely. Exactly. But Tarni was there to like help me out. I just, I would message her and tell her that this happened to you. Did that happen? She would check on me and stuff. So she would tell me, yeah, uh, you just got to be patient. It's going to come back. Uh, your sense of taste and smell will come back. So... Uh, yes, and um, we tested again on the 14th day and came positive again, which was a big bummer. But the test picks up on your dead cells, the dead COVID cells that your body has. So you've got to give it at least three weeks to test negative. I was going to ask, that was going to be my question, like if you happen to know how like 
for how long would you be able to test positive? But you said three weeks, basically. So, yeah, that's interesting. I have heard of people test negative faster. And uh, I don't know how this virus works. <laughs> but <laughs> like, <laughs> but yeah. like Tarni said, everyone has different symptoms. I had different, I had some weird symptoms. I would get a cold at a different time of the day. After I would take my vitamins and uh, mm. other medication, I would feel completely fine. Like I didn't even have COVID for like a few hours. And then as the evening hit, I, I would again start feeling really exhausted. And like all my pains were back again and this cold would suddenly come back. It wasn't a constant running nose for me. It was something in the morning and something else in the evening. Yeah. And the thing is also like both of you, like you were saying, you're you know, very healthy, taking vitamins, you're both young, you're yogis. I mean, we're talking about two people that are very healthy, you know. So this is interesting too, because it's like mild. That's That's because I think you guys are very healthy. But if you had a lot of different problems, it could be a totally different story. So what do you think, like if uh, I know a lot of yoga teachers and yoga students and yoga lovers and India lovers, even if you're not a yogi, listen to this podcast. Can you guys give us some suggestions of how people can help the situation? If there's anything that someone is listening that says, what can I do? And maybe some practical things and also some things of raising awareness. I think we need both right now. So it'd be great to have some ideas. I think one thing everybody can do is just be aware of what's going on in different parts. And I don't say this just for India, but maybe be a, there's so much going on in the world right now. And sometimes it can feel like a sensory overload. I know we have so much going on in India itself that I can't even fathom to think about what's happening elsewhere. But I think it's our duty as global citizens, because I don't think any of us are citizens of our own country anymore. I think as global citizens, we kind of have to be aware of what's happening everywhere, especially when you come from a dominant culture. And especially when you're a yogi and you have sort of received the gifts of India, I think it becomes kind of like your moral duty, if I may say, to be aware of what's happening here and to give back more than your good wishes. I'm sorry to say that, but I just feel like I see a lot of people praying for India and hoping for India and that's great. But we do also need some ground groundwork and ground supplies. Maybe you're not the government of a country, that's fine. Maybe you don't go to an Indian yoga teacher a yoga teacher from India that can help. Maybe you donate to an organization that you believe in. If you believe in animal welfare, you find the equivalent in India. If you believe in an institution that works with um, children, you find some the equivalent in India. And if you don't know, you ask. That's We have Google. All of us have Google. We can type in a few words, figure it out, spend an hour. I mean, all of us buy things on the daily. I'm sure we spend hours and hours doing our research on that. So if it matters to you, you will put in the time and kind of make a difference. And you, Tarini, do you have anything else to say about all this for people to uh, step up? Yeah, for sure. I think that I think the first thing that people can do is if, the, if you're, I mean, I always say this, if you are, I mean, I try and cut away from screen time. But if you do happen to find something that is important that you feel can 
help someone make a decision and come closer to donating to a particular charity if you see like that a charity needs uh funds then share or post it even that is a step closer to not doing anything just a share or a post can or a forward can actually reach so many people and um, you can even be helping uh them make an informed decision on whether or not they would like to support this charity or another one or or even they will share it and you know it will just keep going forward so like that itself is like you're raising awareness and you are you know i mean i do find myself on um on instagram at some point of the day without fail so i know everyone is there so definitely a share or a repost can help and if you have the means to then of course please do donate to charities because they they are working endlessly in the in affected areas of the country the work is not stopped yet it's still going on like tarni said before different states are in a different situation at the moment things are looking up for some they're not looking so good for others and ngos are working nonstop around the clock journalists are also working non stop to give us the the news that we need yeah so all of these people could use our help okay this is great and also what i'm going i agree with everything that both of you said and i think people can research and what i would like to offer our community also is for us or maybe really both of you to come up within the next week or so with like let's come up with three organizations just so you know we can be like more precise and i'm going to include these on our show notes and i'm going to invite all of the listeners right now that are listening to this to go there and donate whatever you pick one of those that the tarini or roxanne suggest and or if you have another one that's okay too but you know we're going to point you some so you if you don't want to do the research you know where to go and even if you can donate you know whatever you can donate the more the better really but if you can only donate $10 or $20 whatever then you do that but do something you know step up because i 100% agree with both of you and also india has given us so much to the world i mean yoga started and it was now within the it's been so fast growing within the last like 20 10 years 20 years you know we've got billions of people practicing yoga on the planet yoga has enhance the life of so many the yoga teachers studio owners the yoga practitioners the students body mind spirit on and off the mat this is a huge gift to the world you know and even people who don't practice yoga but if you have like a yogi in your life like you know like if your your wife practices yoga or your husband or whatever you get the benefits just because that person is like feeling better and their mind is better they're more peace within So yoga really is has brought so much peace in the world, you know, and it's not like one religion, it's just for everybody. Everybody can benefit no matter who you are, where you are. That's why I'm so passionate about it. I know you guys are too. So I just want to invite the listeners to understand that 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 it is important that we now step up and give back to that. And you know, raise awareness by sharing posts and ra- and also like like uh Tarini you said you know praying is wonderful but it's not enough we've got to give i mean who doesn't have 
you know, 10, 20, $30 to come on, you can send it to a charity that you really believe and you love. You can do that. If you can't take a plane and fly there and give your time, you know, maybe somebody can that's listening. They'll go fly there. They're going to stay there for one month or months and they're going to help. And that's beautiful, but not everybody can do that. But you can send some money, which is an energetic form of helping to bring food, supplies, you know, whatever to that place. I think this is really important that we're talking about this. And the beautiful thing with podcasts is that they stay, you know, in the air. So maybe somebody's listening to this is 2023. Well, still donate, you know, because these charities, they're going to need it. It's endless. It's infinite. So it doesn't matter when you're listening to this podcast. I want you guys to step up, everybody. Do your share. Do your part. So since we're talking about yoga, because I can't have you go. Yeah, I have a little more. I can't have you go without asking this. What do you both feel about like yoga, you know, in India? Like, how is it now? Where do you see this globalization? This, I mean, how does it feel in India, the yoga now? Has it changed a lot? Is it like, is this like a good, you guys like in a good place? Like, how do you feel about it? Is the, how is the society there with it? Like, (laughs) you want to go ahead, Roxy? Okay, yeah, sure. I was waiting for you, but yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, I actually think that this is going to be, I'm I'm going to get criticized for saying this, but uh, there are a lot of people that practice to lose weight. That's still here. That's there. I wear in a, like in, in Mumbai, where everyone is so... This happens uh, here too. I think this happens all over the world. Too. All over, yeah. So, I mean, which is, it's, it's, it's not like a terrible thing. It's, it, but it's yeah. a byproduct, right? Explain it is, that. yeah. It's there. It's there. It's the reason why they do get interested in it. I've seen a lot of people then eventually, you know, realize that this is something that they just enjoy, and it doesn't matter if they're losing weight or not. Um, I know that. Um, I mean, there are you always get those inquiries. How much weight will I lose if I do yoga for a month? You know, there are those those kind of queries. But I also feel like ever since the pandemic began, and there, there are different people that have different mindsets. So many people have free time and they want to know what yoga is about. They're inquisitive and they're loving it. When I have taken my breaks, uh, a lot of students have been like, where are you? We need you right now. And I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm coming back online in like a week. So, and then they get really excited because now it's become a part of their, their schedule. They, they enjoy the practice. And I know, I, I mean, I know that they are working out to manage their weight and eating right and they're doing all of that but they know that yoga has a holistic approach when it comes to health and they really are I mean I would say that yeah they're practitioners now so I'm happy to see that shift in mindset hold on but real quick also what you were saying it is okay could be a portal but also let's talk about I think that that's what you were trying to say too isn't it's it's okay the losing weight could be a side thing right but if I ask you right now, like, what do you think yoga is about? Like, like, how does it, how has it affect your life or your students' life on abroad? I think that I wasn't aware of how mindful I was 
this is one of the biggest things that when it came to yoga changed my life i think i would do a lot of things mindlessly even if it's eating eating in front of and watching tv and as the episode goes on i would continue to eat you know because i just want to munch on something while a 15 minute episode so i could be full i'm i'm unaware i'm full but i just want to watch something and enjoy my show so i would do a lot of things like this and not be very mindful so for me yoga was not just mindfulness on my mat i try and be as mindful as i can with the smallest things that i do on a daily basis because i tend to get very spacey but um, yeah for me it's just being aware of uh, and present in the moment i think that is also so important i keep there are times when i keep going back and forth think about the fa- uh, the past or the future but then you know to find contentment in the present that is also so important and that's what yoga gave me okay and you tadini uh firstly nati i want to say thank you for agreeing to list down not agreeing but thank you for um listing down those organizations we'll definitely have some good ones that are doing some good work so people know that their donations and their hard earned money is going to a good and a worthy organization that's doing work at the ground level and one thing i think is that even if it's 10 dollars 10 dollars may not be in a, a lot in america but in india it really goes a long a long long way so even if it's 5 or 10 dollars it does make a big difference because that money goes a long way for a lot of people coming back to your question as to how i see yoga that's changed i think yoga is not something that only like my grandmother's age people do anymore before it would just be sitting and stretching and that's what everybody thought yoga was i'm sitting and stretching and breathing that's what traditionally the view on yoga was even though it's from india there was no fancy handstands or pinchamayurasana or the splits or any of that stuff that existed that we used to practice daily i think one interesting thing is that it kind of came back to india via via you guys via america and we got um, more sold on the physical aspect of yoga and that's fine if that's what brings you to it but i find that the more you kind of practice the kind of deeper you want to go into it so you pull back the layers and maybe okay you're only interested in asana on day 1 but maybe on day 15 you're like okay let me just instead of immediately going back to my work let me sit for 5 minutes and just take a little bit of time to sit and what we call meditate they may not even be doing it intentionally they may just be like okay i just want a little bit of extra time to just sit so i think that the more that you kind of come into the practice the more layers you peel back maybe you start off with asana and you go into meditation and then i have students asking me oh why don't you tell us the story of this asana because i on my schedule i'll be like okay today we're doing hanuman asana which is the front split and sometimes i'll tell them the story of hanuman asana so they kind of really like that when i take the initiative they didn't even know that this was a thing so i think the more you feed them and you kind of maybe plant the seed it will grow if you plant the seed so i think as teachers it's kind of my job to at least plant the seed with students that i know that are looking for a bit more and if you're not that's fine you take what works for you and leave the rest that's that's okay that's awesome i love that and how can people if they want to see both of y'all have beautiful instagrams tell us about your handle how can they find you uh, yeah mine is roxyd90 all small 
and of course 90 is uh, in numerical form uh, yeah i mean i can is there a way we could attach our handle names as well to the podcast yes yes we yeah. are going i'm going to include all this on show notes of course yeah okay yeah my instagram is an homage to where i'm from so i am mumbai yogi on instagram nice i like that <laughs> honoring where you're from yeah and we spoke about coming we're gonna try to do a class collective online and then also that will be an opportunity for people to come together and practice with us and i'll let everyone know check our show notes below if you're listening to the podcast because by then we will have the date and you can spread the word, tell your friends about it and, you know, come to the class and then donate the money, find a foundation that we are going to suggest. And instead of paying us for the class, donate the money so that we can, again, step up and, and all come together and get us all. And like you all said, you know, it is, it is, this is for India. This podcast is honoring India because it's a country that I, that has done so much for me, has provided so much for me individually. I know for a lot of people as well, but I particularly have a very strong connection with India since I was very little, like a kid. And then when I was in my twenties, I went there like four times. I stayed like each trip, I was there for like three, three months, you know, like two and a half, three months. So I had, I mean, to me, it's a place that it's brought a lot into my life. So I really wanted to do something for India. But I was also going to say it's the whole planet is going through this crazy pandemic situation, you know, COVID and like second strand, God forbid, there's going to be other strands, like, it's just crazy. And we are all humans, you know, we're all global citizens. So in reality, this is happening to all of us. It's we're all connected. And that's another thing that yoga teaches us. We're all one. There's no other. The other is you. So we really have to understand that, you know, I feel like the more that we can show up for others, the more life will also take care of us. So we're all connected. And the same thing for animals. Because all of us here are very passionate about other beings as well, not only humans. And, you know, I think there's something so beautiful. We could another time we'll do a podcast about that. But taking care of, you know, cats and dogs and cows or any other animals, really horses, anything. And if you see an animal that really needs to just go and help, you know, go and do something for that individual, that that being, because their life is sacred and we humans, we have to help them. We have, we're here, like we should be their steward, just like we are the stewards of planet earth. You know, children and animals are sacred. And we, it's yeah. really important that we step up for those beings. So, so are the elderly too, I feel like that too, you know, because those are people that are more vulnerable or beings that are more vulnerable. And it's important that those of us who can, who have the mind, the body, the capacity, you know, to do something, and we do something. It's important. Yeah. Just so. to add to your point about animals, I think it's important that all of us remember it was their planet first, and yes. then we've taken it over. Absolutely. I love that. I love <laughs> that you said that. Well, this is a great place to end it, unless you want to add anything else. And this is so great. Thank you so much, both of you, for coming and doing this with me. 
Thank you, Natalie. I do want to ask you something though. Mm-hmm. How um how is it in New Orleans right now? It's kind of like I heard what you guys said plateau. I feel like that's what's happening here. Things are starting to open up. New Orleans is also an area that um because we're below sea level and there's a lot of population and it's very close like the houses are very close. I think it's also very vulnerable. So it's taken a little bit of a longer time for things to open up in New Orleans uh, in, than in other parts of the country. And I think they're doing it slowly, like, you know, starting to open up, but there's still a lot of concerns because it could very easily slip back into something really bad, you know, so the people have been a little more conservative here, but it's definitely the numbers have gotten like plateaued and starting to get better, you know, but I mean, me, just since you were asking, I just feel right now that you know, just from observing what's going on in India and other countries, I have family in Brazil, I have family in France, I have friends all over the world, that I don't feel it's a hundred, I'm not like, yay, we're done. You know, I just don't feel that right now. I feel like it's gotten a little better, but let's see how it goes, you know, because I think we still have to be careful. I think we still have to take care Like I'm not going crazy where I am right now. The masks are not mandatory anymore and things are opening up and stuff. But I'm still like very hesitant to like, you know, I don't want to be in big crowds right now. I don't want to, I still, I stay home as much as I can. And I'm doing things very slowly because I don't think that necessarily this is like done yet in the United States or New Orleans or anywhere. Anyway, I know you guys for sure not in India, but you know what I mean? Like, it's not like check, we did it. We're still like going through it. And I think 2021, we have to be patient and we have to be slow. And we have to understand that a lot of people lost their lives, that this is a very serious situation and it's going to take a while. For me, it's it's like I'm allowing myself to take a while to recuperate from, you know, I don't want to like just go start going crazy and like traveling everywhere, going to concerts and going. No, I'm going to take my time because I'm like, just curious what's happening. I don't know. You know, we don't know. So just, just be patient, be mellow. I mean, 2020, a lot of health problems for a lot of people, 2021 still in Indian stuff. Now we're still, let's just, you know, be mellow. Cause, and I'm saying this cause I'm seeing a lot of people, you know, like as the places are opening and stuff, people are just like not caring about it and we have to care about it. It's, yeah. It's not going to be like black is, and white. I think eventually COVID is something that we're going to learn how to, li- I don't think it's going anywhere forever. It's just something that we've got to learn how to live with yeah. and control and control. Exactly. Exactly. Because there could be other strands and yeah. Yeah. It's definitely, I mean, it's taught us all a lot, right? And we're still learning. I mean, we're still learning. I remember when we when we got together, we were planning about doing this podcast. I think all of us were like, but we have to think about the questions or what are we going to say? Because it's such a big topic, you know, and that's why I wanted to make sure everybody that is listening to this understand we're not coming from it from, you know, a place that like, oh, we're top scientists and we've got all the answers. <laughs> we don't know. We're just talking about it. So. 
if we have like a top scientist or you know doctor listening, just be patient with us. <laughs> we're just we're just talking about it, you know, but we're sharing from our experience and our perspective, and that's all we can do. So, well, thank you, ladies. Let's wish the planet so much love and light and healing for all beings. And in the name of yoga, in the name of India, namaste. Namaste. Thank you so much. Namaste, namaste. yogis. <laughs> thank you for listening to the show. Follow us on Apple Podcast. Also, leave us a five-star review. You can take a picture of your review and email it to natalie at lifeonearthpodcast.com. And as a thank you and to tell you that I so appreciate you, I will send you a course, one of our online courses, the 21 Days Yoga Challenge, which will get you on your mat. On the course, you'll have an audio for a yoga sequence. There's some meditations, a couple of meditations in it, and all kinds of tips so that you can practice. Get on your mat and practice day in, day out for 21 days. No excuses so that you can shift anything in your life that you want. Let go of all which doesn't serve you any longer and bring in all kinds of positiveness and high vibes so that we can change your mind and change the planet so that you can not only survive, but thrive. That's what we're looking for. So I hope to see you on the mat and I will meet you online through our 21-Day Yoga Challenge online course. Okay, don't forget to leave us a five-star review and email it to natalie at lifeonearthpodcast.com. Follow Life on Earth Podcast on Apple Podcasts and all your other favorite podcast channels. Share this episode with someone you love. And that's it. You guys have an amazing day. Okay, until I see you again. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Bye.